Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Tonight on Piers Morgan Uncensored, another Markle debacle as Harry and Meghan jet to New York. Remember the eco-warriors, so they came on a private jet, of course, and they're getting a human rights award for trashing their family. But is their Netflix super salt already backfiring? And other environmental activists of the vegan variety target steak restaurants to demand we all eat plant-based gruel. One of them will be here for a meaty debate. And this former Miss Croatia has been turning heads and camera lenses at the World Cup in Qatar. But is she disrespecting local culture? She'll join me live to set the record straight. Live from London, this is Piers Morgan Uncensored. Well, good evening from London. Welcome to Piers Morgan Uncensored. Tonight, Harry and Meghan, the world's biggest whiners, are accepting a human rights award. Yep, you heard that correctly. The Duke and Duchess of Netflix are in New York. They flew there, as all environmental warriors do, by private plane. And they're going to be honoured by the Robert F. Kennedy Foundation for their heroic fight against structural racism. Otherwise, they trash their families, call them a bunch of callous racists without producing any actual evidence. Well, the equality-obsessed environmentalists arrived, as I said, by private jet, and they're going to speak at a gala where tickets are selling for a million dollars each. So that will be after they've preached about poverty. Uh, they'll be greeted on stage by Alec Baldwin, the host. He, you may remember, has spent most of the last year on a self-pitying tour of victimhood, right up there, rally, after shooting dead a female cinematographer on a film set and maybe facing criminal charges. Well, Planet Sussex is an alternative universe where self-awareness is an alien concept and hypocrisy is virtuous. The trailers for their Netflix series have made it clear they're hell-bent on attacking the media and the royal family that they abandoned and have Britain in the process. It's a dirty game, Harry grimly warned. It's all about race, said another. And as ever, there is Meghan Markle's truth and there will be the truth. And despite their multi-million dollar efforts to rewrite history, all the money and marketing in the world can't change some basic cold hard facts. Remember, one of the ghastly fib-ridden trailers for their series featured me. She's becoming a royal rock star. And that part, at least, is true. She was. That's why I said it. I meant it at the time. And what it revealed is that far from being hounded by a racist press in a country full of rabid racist Meghan haters, she was in fact welcomed with wide open arms, not least by the British media, people like me. Most of the coverage in Britain and indeed around the world was extravagantly positive. The future of the royal family will be shaped by what, what is now known as the Fab Four, the kind of royal Beatles, Harry, William, Meghan and Catherine. I like... Meghan and Harry very much, and I do think they've brought a breath of fresh air. What it represents is the fact that society is moving on and that these boundaries that were in place before uh, are being lifted. We've got Meghan Markle now. It's, we're not going to go anywhere near a republic That's now that we've got cool. the Markle sparkle. Well, there's something very modern and forward-looking about, about their love. Racist, bullying, invasive, nasty. 
Didn't seem like it, did it? Look at all those front pages. Harry and Meghan's engagement was greeted with a global gushing of goodwill, as unified and sincere as anything I've seen for a generation. Kistory, said the front page of our biggest-selling tabloid on the day of their wedding. A historic change for the monarchy. One very excited commentator enthused in these words. A biracial woman from America marrying into the world's most famous white family. It's hard to overstate the significance of this ceremony beamed live around the world to black people everywhere. To borrow the words of Dr King, this was a day when little black girls could watch TV and genuinely share little white girls' long-held dreams of one day marrying a prince. And who was the author of that optimistic and buoyant tribute to the new biracial British monarchy? Me. I was as happy as everybody else. Harry and Meghan had it all, and they got the press that they deserved before they got married. They behaved themselves, they did the right thing, and we all liked them for it. And in return, they got a life of luxury, servants, adulation, global superstardom, along with a gigantic privileged platform for all the causes closest to their hearts. They got a £30 million wedding. King Charles, who's about to be torn to pieces in this documentary series, even walked Meghan down the aisle when her father was too ill to make the trip from America. They were the celebrated second half of the new Fab Four, fated as the glamorous and energetic future of our monarchy. And then they torched it all. And be under no illusion, they did that to themselves. The Netflix series is their grubbiest attempt yet to recast themselves as victims of a braying mob of British bigots who never wanted Meghan here in the first place. As the late Queen Elizabeth II herself once said, recollections may vary. Well, joining me now is former star of SAS Who Dares Wins at Middleton, organiser of BLM protests, Iman Aiton. Well, welcome to both of you. Um, and we also, sorry, down the line, we have Royal Correspondent of Vanity Fair, Katie Nichol. I'll start with Katie Nichol. Um, Katie, thanks for joining me. I've got to say, the nearer we get to this global event, as Netflix call it, which is going to be unleashed on Thursday morning at 8am with the first three episodes, the more angry I'm becoming about what this is going to do to a grieving monarch who's not even been coronated yet to replace his mother, to the new Prince of Wales trying to build that position now for himself and his wife and his children. Uh, all of it makes me puke that these two, once again, are going to be raining muck all over their families not just for the global titillation, but for hard dollars, $80 million, which is why they're doing it. Absolutely, and I can only imagine <clears throat> for the King, for the Prince of Wales, I mean, they must just have their heads in their hands, um, exasperated, frustrated, hurt, betrayed, angry, all words that I've been told are the feelings behind closed doors at the palace. Um, you know, who knows whether they're going to be tuning in when the first three episodes of this docuseries drop on Thursday. I suspect the royal lawyers will be watching very closely. I'm sure the courtiers will be watching closely, particularly those who claim they were bullied by Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex. And I think the problem with all of this is, is so clearly highlighted in those very controversial trailers is... It is so partisan, it is so one-sided, and I suspect we'll come away saying exactly what we said after the Oprah interview. Well, where were the counter-questions? Where, you know, where are the tabloid editors who can put another side of the argument across? They say they want to put across their truth, but is it the truth? 
Well, we know after Oprah, it's nowhere near the truth. Um, at Middleton, you've always been very supportive of Harry. Mm -hmm. I think the military connection, obviously, and there's no doubt, you know, this, this guy served his country with honour um, in war zones, and he deserves great credit for that. My brother-in-law taught him at Santos Military Academy, said he was a fine young soldier. Nothing can take that away from him. Uh, but what I've, I detect from people I know in the military is an unbelievable disappointment in what he's now becoming. And the fact that, of course, when you serve the military, you serve an oath to you know, serve your country and your monarch. Yes. Sir. And here he is just now constantly attacking his father, who's the new king, and the monarchy, the institution. I think when people are fed up with being suffocated by wokeness and by a, uh, you know, an attention-seeking manner like mm. they, they have been, um, you can't defend them anymore. You know, Harry, I defended him all along, said, look, he's protected his country, he's served his country, mm. he should go off like they wanted to, go off and live their life outside of the media, outside of the limelight. With privacy, with away privacy. from the media. And I completely respected that. I thought to myself, do you know what? The man served his country, let him get away if that's but what they didn't he wants mean to do. It. But to then do the complete opposite, not the complete opposite discreetly, the complete opposite in the face, in our faces, not only the, the people of, our, of his country, which we, we yeah. did look at him as our prince, but also the monarchy. You know, I served the monarchy. I swore allegiance yes. to the monarchy. I, you know, I fought for Harry, for William, for the Queen, for the King. I fought for those people mm. um, during, you know, during a couple of decades. So when I see now that I've not only defended him, but he's come out mm. and the wokeness behind it, the virtual signalling behind mm. this is, is sickening. Mm. And I, I think people have got to the point where they're, they're fed up with hearing the same old but also and then making money out of it. Well, it's also, serious, it's also hypocrisy it. and lies, mm -hmm. right? In the two trailers, which last no more than two and a half minutes between them, already six of the images that they have used in yep. the trailers to illustrate the intrusion into their lives have been proven to be the complete opposite. Either they weren't at the events which are being depicted, like one's a Harry Potter premiere five years before they met, or their official photo calls where the pictures they've used were actually from people who'd been officially approved to stand there and take those pictures of the royals to promote them. What's very so, obvious in here, Piers, what's very obvious here is there's a, there's a, there's a tox toxic partner in this relationship mm. and we know who it is. You know, Harry is not the person that he is now. When you look at the two differences of what well, we know him as and to what I'm not... Okay, so let me just... Well, hang on. Can I just cut well, in? I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm listening I'm to you. Come, you're you're, you're to bashing you. this woman in I'm front gonna, of me and I'm, I'm not going to tolerate I'm going to come to you. You are. She, by the way, is unloading a load of manure all over her family in the next 48 hours. So we'll come to you. One moment. I'm just going to finish on one point about the lying is one thing. The hypocrisy. These two go on about carbon footprint about the environment. And where do they wash up to get this award? In another private plane. I mean, to me, again, they say one thing, they preach one thing, but they do the complete opposite. Right, the stage is yours. Thank you. Give me one good reason why we shouldn't be feeling this way about these two. OK, you know what? I'm going to start with the first point because I've had to listen to a load of people vilify this woman all day, every day, and you know what? I'm fed up of it. So, first point, OK? So, the commercialisation of the rift within the royal family mm -hmm. is a byproduct, okay? A byproduct of the institution's failure to be anti-racist and cooperative, which has ultimately led to a series of savvy business deals and strategic manoeuvres on their part in order to ensure the safety and security of their family, what you both fail to understand. Secondly, institutionalised racism, when pertaining to institutionalised racism, when an individual needs help, 
try to seek help and realise that there is no one to turn to, what you'll often find, and you should know this as a journalist, what you often find is that person will seek solace in the media and press outlets in order... Hold on a second, hold on. In an attempt to garner support, build awareness understanding and inspire action. And all of these typical circumstances would be perfectly okay, but for some reason it's not with this. But we don't disagree with that. We don't disagree with that. In any normal circumstances, this would be okay. Hold on a second. It's not for this particular couple. Now, hold on. Let's just bear that in mind. I want to ask you one thing about what you just said. Okay. Where is the evidence that she went to people at the palace and they refused to give her help? Who were these people? Nearly two years later, we still don't have any names. Okay. Nothing. Right. So you're holding on to the fact that she won't give names, and I've already told you that. I think she's a liar. Hold on a second. Right. I think she's a barefaced liar. So you're categorically saying that she's a liar. Yes. But right. So let me just say this. Firstly, she said her son hadn't been made. Can I talk? She said. Well, I'm going to say why I call her a liar. She said to Oprah Winfrey, her son had not been made a prince because of his skin colour. Absolute lie. OK, so that this is what... OK, the lie. by virtue of the fact that you've come out with that uh, opinion or thought... It's shows opinion, me, it's shows me that you have a very rudimentary understanding of racism. So let me break it down to both of you, OK? That's just a fact. Hold on a second. No, Relax. hold on a second. Hold on a second. No, Relax. no, 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 no. Go on, tell me about the racism. The institution... OK, the reason why <laughs> institutions are able to perpetuate racism is because they rely heavily on covert racism, which is hard to prove, therefore it thrives. Let me just break it down some more because you clearly don't understand. Covert racism is racial prejudice that is subtle and discreet and mm-hmm. often uh, disguised and rationalised with an alternative explanation. So I'll I give you an example. Hold on, I'll give you an example. Would, 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 yeah, I'll give you an example. Would jump in. I would give you an example. Yeah. If I saw that openly, I would jump in and I would say, that so is not right. So 100%. Yeah. I think any normal what, person what do you mean, would do that. What's not right? As what's in, not right? Racism, full stop, it should be stamped out. Absolutely. But you don't even understand it by virtue of the fact that you're saying that. You clearly don't understand it. You don't understand it. You clearly don't understand. If someone being judged by the colour of their skin and being judged by the colour of their skin. So how is it perpetuated within the institution? You're telling me you understand racism. How is it perpetuated within the But you're getting into the nitty gritty of things now. Nitty gritty? No, no, no. You've just said you understand racism. Let me ask the question. How is it perpetuated within the Excuse me, time out. My show. Your show. Here's my point. My point about Meghan and Harry. They say all this stuff without producing any evidence. And you wouldn't to let me finish. It. But you wouldn't let me finish. I've already just explained to you. Covert racism is racial prejudice that is uh, uh, subtle and discreet. But you and have it to prove it. Now, hold on a second. No, but this you is can't this just is pull that card this is the out. issue. You can't say my son wasn't made a prince like that because racism. of his skin colour. Let, let, let me explain. Let me explain. This is what I'm trying to explain this, to you, yeah, and you won't please. let me finish. So let me finish, and you'll be able to raise your point. Okay. So, racial prejudice. That is subtle and discreet. Yeah. It's called covert racism. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. hold on, listen, yeah. just listen. Yeah. Because just you're not, yourself. No, you're, you're not, you're not understanding. I you're not understanding. Understand what no, Piers, Piers, you're not understanding. Because the reality is, I can give you an example. Because clearly, you're not getting it. So, someone can come along and say, "Oh, I don't like Megan because she's this, she's that, she's mm. a liar, she's this, she's mm. that." When the reality is, secretly, it's actually but due to the fact. Racist. Hold on a second. Let me finish, please, Ant. Yeah. It's actually due to the fact that Harry, who is a royal, ended up marrying a woman from the black community. But you cannot say that out loud because that is nothing to do. With it is overtly racist like, and that is against Iman, the law. So what down, you do, calm down. listen, yeah. because you won't listen. You can't just shout you your way to the next hour, right? Here's my point about that. You Nothing I've ever said that's critical of Meghan Markle has anything to do with her skin colour. Okay. Nothing. So at best, at Either best... Either subliminal or overt or any other way. It's to do with her hypocrisy and her lies. What hypocrisy? Because now, you've ultimately I also said think, she's a liar. I also, that's gaslighting, which I I've already told you I also think about. she's a fake. Let me ask you one question. Front page of every paper today, or most of them, have pictures of her crying 
in the trailer for the series. Yeah. Do you think those tears were genuine? OK, so this is what... I'm not even going to go down this well, they're genuine. Because you're trying to lead on the fact that just because someone is a, an, an actress, that therefore every time that they cry, it's ultimately you a question. fake. You, I'm asking you a Do you question. think her tears are genuine? You are are implying, genuine? You are implying... I do, because the reality okay. is she's ultimately said that then that's I institution play you something. perpetuated racism. I want to play you something. So this is an actress who you can think, act you... and who can cry on cue, but also can cry when... I'm just going to play you a I'm going to play you a clip. I get your point. I'm going to play you a clip. This is Meghan Markle. Now make yourself cry. Yeah. Oh, I can do that so well. Oh my god, it's crazy. You're like, Megan, one tear, left eye, go. Give me three seconds. Three seconds is all it takes for her to cry. And just a quick one on, on that piece. She's an actress. And I get your she's point. She's scamming everybody. And I, and I really do. She's but when you, when you talk she's about really the not. street... She's had to do when you talk about the street... Yeah, she's out in the cold. This is how institutionalised racism works. When you dare to go up to against an institution due to the fact that they're perpetuating racial prejudice, what usually happens, what usually happens, they get left Iman. out in the cold and I they end up having you. to find do you not think people in the media in finding money to survive. Do you not think people manipulate that because it can't be proven? And you don't think that people are racial prejudices trying to pretend that it's something what, other than racial prejudice. But do you not think people use that card as well in a vindictive and a manipulative and way? And do you not think that no, people I do. are racially prejudiced I do. that are trying to... But do, Imam, do you not Imam, see my Imam, point of view? Time out. I do. Can you stop? I do. I do. Don't just talk over each other. Imam, Imam, look at the front pages there, which is when their engagement was announced. Yeah. Where's the racism? Do you remember, that was before she actually said that the institution was racist, and that's mm. my point. How institutionalised racism works is right. the minute but you do, dare, dare but say you accept, that the institution is sorry, racist, just, everyone Iman, piles stop on. Shouting. That's what happens, but you accept you accept there's no racism in those media pages? Because that was before she said that the institution no, was racist. Actually, after, after that actually, moment, that's when everyone decided to pile on. Actually, what happened uh, is as a woman. people began to pile on when she started having half a million dollar baby showers in New York and flying back on the Clooney private plane. Which they started several, having a pile-on... Started having a pile-on when they used Elton John's private plane like a taxi rank whilst preaching about carbon footprint. They had another pile-on when they had other huge extravagant events they went to and then when they were preaching about poverty on their Twitter account. Time and again, they were caught being rankly hypocritical. That was why the media coverage began to turn. Then there was all the stuff with her father. Many people felt that she was unnecessarily cruel to her father. People have since criticised his own behaviour. I accept that. But certainly, to start with, they ditched him. They dropped him. Harry's never met his, his father-in-law in his life. You know, he proposed marriage to this girl knowing what's going to happen and then doesn't do anything to protect the father at all. And so now she's disowned him. What kind of people put compassion on their website, as they do, as being at the centre of their core being, when they live 70 miles away from this guy who has not got long for this world, he's in poor health, all he wants to do is meet his grandchildren and she won't have anything to do with him? That's not compassionate. And also the hypocrisy and the lies are not what I think are decent values in people. Sorry. All of those things seem to outweigh the fact that a black woman has said that... nothing to do with her being Everything is about racism. She has ultimately turned around and said that that institution is racist and everyone has decided to pile on. So let me just tell you, in terms of my thoughts, at best, these individuals are weak, insecure, hate to see a rift and have a positive prejudice towards the royal family. And at worst, they are a bunch of disgusting racists who fail to acknowledge their racial prejudice and actually find solace in seeking self-esteem and status from gaslighting. Here's black people. It is either one or the other. Here's, or a, both. Prob- here's yes. a problem. Here's a problem. I would have said exactly the same thing if she'd been white. Exactly the so same what's, thing. So what's the point that you're trying and to make? And actually, here? Kate Middleton, who came in, she got criticised very heavily by the media early on 
in that relationship. But she didn't have to contend with and racism. And she just though, did, did her duty, accepted in return for all the luxury. But she didn't contend with racism, though, yeah, did she? These two she said... She didn't contend with racism, though, did she? Where did the racism come from? OK, so you're clearly not understanding, so I'll no, break no, it down No, no, you're not again. understanding me. No, you're not understanding me. about the institution. Where did the racism okay, so come I'll, from? I'll, I'll answer. Tell me who I'll was answer? racist and when. OK, I'm going, I'm going to answer to you, OK? Who and when? Right, let's just start with the You can't just say everyone's okay, racist. OK, so let me answer. Yeah. Who and when? OK, so let me answer, OK? Firstly... Racism, as I've said over the last several years, and I'll say it again, racism is firmly interwoven into the fabric of British society due to its historical context. Right. And that, that wasn't my question. And that way, I'm answering your question. It's not my question. Let me finish, Piers. Who this was racist to Meghan and if Harry you, in the British media? I'm answering or who was racist at the palace? I'm and when were they racist? Can I answer your question now? Sure, give me one example. Perfect. So, firmly, racism is firmly interwoven into the fabric of British society. Just give me secondly, an example. Secondly, I'm going to make That's my point. Opinion. I'm going to make give my point. Example. Hold on a second. Secondly, the royal family smeared their own name, tarnished their own mm. name by failing to adopt anti-racism stances. Right. Is there one and example that is why, or not? Hold on a second, and they've perpetuated racism. I only want one example. I'm giving you, I'm giving you the example. They've of the British media racism. being racist or someone I'm on the palace and who was I'm giving you an example. Let me finish, please. Is that OK, Piers? Thank you very much. So, you can answer the question. I'm going to answer the question. So, in terms of the institution, I'm going to give you several examples of covert racism clearly as you don't understand first can you give is, me one no, example i'm going to i'm going to i Let's do just, but i see the flip side I, no, as well no, 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 i see no, where it's manipulated we're going to have to go to a break the queen so gives out badges that ultimately depicts a man Iman, a white I'm man with wings everything the people queen are either give me an example or say you can't i'm giving you examples but you won't let me speak give me one specific example i'm giving you examples all right so in terms of media because this is what happens with you you're clearly not trying to hear me just ask for a fact in terms of the media we've already seen the clear distinction between how the media has uh, uh, displayed or, or, or spoken okay. or represented... Me, uh, uh, um, obviously, in terms of how they've represented... You don't have an example, right? Yes, I do. In terms of uh, carry or holding a baby, someone... I'm sorry, okay. Kate held her stomach and All therefore right. it was fine. Megan held her stomach and she's a terrible person. Uh, this is must be racism. covert racism. <laughs> no, it's called covert racism that you don't understand. Oh, it's nonsense, Iman. There is okay. no racism with in the British media to Meghan Markle. With your rudimentary understanding of racism. None of it has been it's racist. Fine. You well, can continue to perpetuate your covert racism I, on that. You know what? Okay, okay I'm going to leave it there. I have to leave it there. We've had a good run of this. I don't have any racism covert or overt. No, you have racial prejudice and it manifests no, itself. No, I have no racial prejudice whatsoever. That's what you don't understand about I have none peers. whatsoever. That's what you don't understand I about I wouldn't be giving you 21 peers. minutes of my show so because, okay, on a regular is, basis this is what if I had a racial prejudice, But this is what I? happens. So you, white people tend to justify either sleeping with a black person, having a black friend or hiring a black person as to uh, well, make sure they're exempt I'm not going to sleep with you and I'm not going to hire you, but I will keep having you back as a commentator if you can provide some facts behind which I did. Extreme which rhetoric. I did. Yes, which I you can't did. Can't say everyone's racist she, in Britain, no, but I, I can't give you a single you, I example. To you, she, I explained to you right. that she already uh, experienced racism in that there. institution. I already told you We're that, and you've gaslit that woman. Just I like know, the I'm a gaslighting media. covert yes, racist. Yes, Thank you, you are. very much indeed. Yes, you are indeed. Right, great to see you. Thank you. Uh, well, after the break, uh, waitresses doing what so many authorities have failed to do, getting stuck into the eco warriors. Uh, I'll talk to Animal Rebellion. Uh, man, there he is. Uh, we got him there. Uh, he took part in this protest at a state restaurant in London. Their spokesman, Nathan McGovern, a celebrity chef called Zilly, will be sinking their teeth into this meaty debate next. Still to come tonight, the former Miss Croatia and why she should be able to wear whatever she wants, or as little as she wants, it appears, in Qatar. We'll debate that shortly. There she is, live. 
and oh, a little overdressed, perhaps. Can't hear us, but that may not be a problem. Uh, but first, vegan activists are not giving up their quest to make us all eat bland, plant-based gruel. They've tipped milk all over the floor of Fortnum and Mason and Selfridges in London. They've hurled white paint at the gates of the Houses of Parliament. Now they've targeted a high-end steakhouse in London. And the waitresses did what many have wanted to do with these protesters for a while. Take a look. Well, joining me uh, now is Animal Rebellion spokesman Nathan McGovern and celebrity chef Aldo Zilli. Got it right this time. He picked <laughs> me up on it. It's Aldo, not Aldo. Aldo's a very British pronunciation of an Italian name. <laughs> it it uh, good to see you both. Uh, Nathan, let's start with you. Um, I, I don't like vegans very much. I don't think any of you are oh, no. very healthy. Oh, I'm not surprised by that. Piece. Yeah, I think you all <laughs> look pretty pasty-faced and unhealthy to me. Um, but that's your choice. What I don't do is I don't go running into vegan restaurants and start screaming abuse at you all and have to be pulled out by people because you're ruining everyone's fun. Why do you do that to meat eaters? Well, Piers, you've started on an absolute blinder today. I actually brought a little game with me for the, me, Aldo, perhaps, the audience to play. It's a Piers Morgan a vegan bingo. Maybe we get a zoom on that from the camera. And you've actually just ticked off one straight away. I'll just go with that. We're looking at row or a column already. Mm. So the thing is... Within years, technology like precision fermentation, you know, alt protein, is going to produce the exact same products that you love right now, using a fraction of the land, producing a fraction of the yeah, carbon. But I like print. eating meat. It's the exact same product. No, but I like eating meat. Fine. You know, you'd be eating the exact same product. In fact, but the more you guys do this kind of thing, the more, I, the more meat I want to eat. That's absolutely fine. It's true. That's you do. fine. That's you fine. Literally, <laughs> it, it's a bit, honestly, it's true. The more stuff you do like this... Sorry, I didn't, just... I didn't catch that. You, it's true, is it? You've said that about three times. I didn't, I didn't what's, what's catch true? it. That you, that you like eating meat. Yes. You know? Oh, oh, thanks. I didn't get it the first yeah. three times. Uh, um, how committed a vegan are you? <laughs> how committed a vegan am I? Would you eat, do you drink almond milk? Oh, you've ticked off another one. Fantastic, you Piers. To, you are have, on an absolute Does it have rock. answering questions? Though? I don't know. I'll, I'll keep that one hidden from you. No, know, it, take, take the fun Can out Can you just of the answer game. questions? Otherwise, yeah. it's not much of an interview. I mean, you have your little chart, <laughs> but do you drink almond milk? No. Do you eat almonds? No. Do you eat avocados? No. What do you eat? What do you drink? I love seasonal British fruit and veg. Right. You know, I love supporting British farmers. I love going to a farmer's mm. market, seeing what they have to offer. You know, I love eating a plant-based diet. But most diet. science now says that if you don't have a balanced diet, it's actually unhealthy for you. Yeah, exactly. That's why a, pl a plant-based diet, a balanced plant-based diet is healthy. Aldo. What do you feel? I mean, your restaurant is very close to where this happened, right? What do you feel about these activists running in, ruining people's meals? Listen, um, 25 years ago, I opened one of the first vegetarian restaurants in London, in Soho. And um, if it was now, it was probably more successful then. It didn't get very successful. But anyway, come, cut long story short. I don't have any problems. I've written a, a vegetarian book, not a vegan book. I don't have any problems with um, vegan and veganism and vegetarian people no. because I have restaurants. I'm a consultant for a number of restaurants, number of restaurant companies, and uh, we have vegan and vegetarians on menus. Mm. So I don't understand when it gets out of hand that these people have to well, they disrupt have no our business. Well, because they have no respect for meat eaters 
but if we were doing the same thing to them, they'd all go nuts, right, wouldn't you? You'd all go nuts. If I came running into your little vegan hellholes and began screaming abuse, <laughs> you'd all throw your toys out the pram, as you do on a daily basis. I'm not throwing my toys out the pram right now, Piers. Uh, I'm, you... I'm loving this, to be honest. What are you, lo what are you loving? I'm loving it, this open conversation that we're having about this actual quite... But why do you have issue. to go and, and do a, a restaurant and uh, disrupt our business, disrupt the customers, other people that want to eat the meat, other people that want to enjoy themselves, they want to go and have a night out? Uh, I don't have any problems with you guys coming to our restaurants and ordering a vegan dish. In fact, in January, we always do a, a veganuary and we go through a lot of different um, ingredients to create menus for you guys. I don't understand why we have to suffer uh, your uh, uh, mentality of coming to our restaurants and trying to disrupt the customers that are having a fantastic time the, and they want to eat the steak. What's the answer? No, it's actually a good question, Aldo. And actually, it's fantastic that you create fantastic vegan dishes. The fact of the matter is, when we look at high-end restaurants, you know, salt-based restaurant, Manor up in Manchester that was also disrupted the weekend, these are symbols of a broken system, you know. Why, because he makes nice Symbols food. of a broken system where, you know, there's 1,500 quid getting why charged he make, for a steak. Why is he making millions Can I please around the world? I was, I was in one of his restaurants last week in Qatar, loved it. Fantastic. But he served me. I've got a clip of him. Yeah, I was waiting for you to show it. I was wondering how long it would take. It was me doing his little uh, salt trick. He taught me. You weren't, you weren't very good at it. He then actually no. cooked it in front of me and he's, he fed me, actually, directly fed me the meat into my mouth. It was delicious. Loved it. Fine. Well, Loved I, it. I would invite any vegan. But if you'd run in and tried to interrupt and just ruin everyone's night, I would have done what those waitresses did, just thrown you out. That's absolutely fine. So because... what's the point of it all? What does it achieve? None of you make me want to change my mind. I just think, what annoying little squits. Honestly, I do. It's the same when you're chucking paint at Van Gogh paintings. It's the same when you're tying yourself to fuel pumps or hanging yourself on bridges and stopping people using Dartford Tunnel. It's all the same. You're just all too annoying. So the British public don't like annoying people and they don't like their lives being disrupted. They want their freedom to have a choice. The choice, as I had in Qatar last week, to have Salt Bay's restaurant, you, well, can you invaded, you... to do this to my mouth. <laughs> can Look, you imagine someone have, coming in this is it. This and is, disrupting this is your my... evening? Have we got the clip? We haven't got the clip. Oh, wash. Oh, you just ran it, OK. No, but can you imagine you coming to our restaurants and, and then you get some people coming to your table and trying to disrupt your evening. It's, a, it's abuse. I'm going to start... Me. I am going to start running into vegan restaurants. That's fine. Go I'm for it. just that's shouting that's and right, being annoying right and grabbing is. tables and, so you can't eat your gruel and just see how you lot like it. Honestly, I'm going to go to your house and chop paint Piers. all over it. Piers, you've got a right to price. Oof, you've got me another one. Fan. Take it off your bingo. Fantastic. Take it <laughs> off your bingo, son. <laughs> but where's the salt? Where's, where's it? Won't need any of this gruel. Fantastic. Let's put that to one side, but I will have a bit of steak just to... You didn't salt it, though. You see, all you've achieved <laughs> is you've made me want to do this. Just that's eat that's lovely... absolutely fine. Mm. You go mm. for it. Mm. <laughs> do, you know many, do you know how many steaks he's had from my restaurant? <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot. But here's my point. I love eating steak. I'm not going to stop eating steak. Yeah. And the, the very last thing on earth that will stop me eating steak is people like you with your pasty faces running into our restaurants telling us to stop eating steak. That's, That's the fine. very last thing that I'm going to do. absolutely Because you don't fine represent to me is. vitality or good health. You just all look like you want a good bit of steak. That's absolutely you fine. You're fully entitled to that opinion. And as I've just said earlier, you're right to protest if you want to run into your a vegan restaurant. Your mates are also the Extinction absolutely Rebellion, fine. right? 
my mates. You're all like interwoven, like you said before we came on air. Well, like a, like a woolen blanket. Well, are you together. connected or not? No. So we're a sister movement. A sister movement? What's that? Rebellion. Sounds a bit sexy. No, we, we have, you know, common goals. You know, what are your common as, goals? Irritating people. <laughs> such, well, as, such as tackling the climate and ecological emergencies, mm. which, you know, I'm sure all of us... What did you think of Meghan and Harry agree. using a private plane? Oof, there we go, Meghan Markle. That's another one. What That's four two? for nine. Ah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to give you that, What mate. did you think of them using a private plane to, to go to this uh, award show? You must be furious, it's right? It's incredible how you manage are you furious? to turn this into, oh, let's dump on Meghan hey, and hey, Harry. Nathan, your your agenda, Piers, off. You just talked about the environment. I just wonder whether... Would you go in their plane? I just wonder whether you... Do you feel, I go on do you feel no, angry they used a private plane or not? No, or I think what, what we should have is affordable travel for right. everyone. But they, they used a, a private plane. What we plane. should have is travel systems. Do you criticise them for using a private plane, plane or not? You know, or because it's, they're it's the woke king and queen, you're not allowed to. They're using a plane. Is it because you much, can't? I would have much preferred You know why you can't, don't you, Nathan? Because this is a game of hypocrisy. You can't because you, Nathan McGovern, you don't want to read a headline tomorrow saying Nathan McGovern from Animal Rebellion slams Meghan and Harry for using private plane. You don't want to say it because, like them, you're a flaming hypocrite. You'd oh, rather go in... There we go. You've got me a column. You'd rather, Brilliant. You'd rather Fantastic. Go, you'd yes. rather go into restaurants like Aldo's or Salt Bay's or whatever and just make a nuisance of yourselves because it's easier. But what easier. you should be doing, if you're intellectually honest, is say, Meghan and Harry, stop using private planes. But you won't yeah. because they are not say it right now. Let me. I will say it right now Aldo, if you will let me. Final words to you. About... A balanced diet. Most science I've read lately says that actually having no meat in your diet at all is not necessarily a beneficial or thing fish, at all. For that matter. Right, or fish. Yeah, I mean, we have to have a balanced diet and we it's important for our well-being, for getting healthy. If you work out in the gym like I do, I need to have maybe some uh, good protein. Yeah. And if I if I don't, I, I did go vegan for six months. Um, a, couple, a couple of years ago. <laughs> Nearly killed me. I, and, went, uh, it, I went vegan for an hour. I had a lettuce. It, all, it, it didn't kill me. It didn't kill me. What about that vegan Greg sausage roll? It was disgusting. Yeah, disgusting. Complete racket. Course, exactly. Yeah. More calories in a Greg's vegan sausage roll than there are in a McDonald's cheeseburger. What I don't I'd understand. What's irrelevant? At least it tastes better. It's naming <laughs> the dishes. You know, the, like they're meat. I just think, Nathan, look, Nathan, here's the point. If you want to win an argument, you just can't be annoying all the time. You can't just ruin everyone's fun and their lives, walking around like you had the only way forward for the life in the universe, the Nathan McGovern rulebook. It's not me. Thou shalt do this, it's this and this. Oxford Unless University. you're Meghan and Harry, it's then you can Harvard do what you like. University. It's the IPCC peers. This isn't me. I'm not a scientist. Right. I'm perfectly Thank happy you. to admit that. I think that. we'll leave it People on the fact that you're, of Oxford, you're not an expert. The University of Harvard. You're not an IPCC. expert. Neither are you, and you should listen to you're them. You're not an expert. I think we'll leave it at that. Nathan? Don't Thank come you. to don't, Good to see you. Don't Sorry come. we didn't get them all ticked up. Oh, you got me. You got me a column. A of, you got me a column. Shout don't come and annoy my customers. Shout out to insects. <laughs> oh, yeah, insects, yeah. Um, good to see you both. Thank you. Alden, great to see you. Great, great to, see, to you. see you, Nathan. Happy irritant. Uh, next tonight, she's been ogled a photograph of the World Cup in Qatar, but some have accused her of disrespecting local culture. The former Miss Croatia, Ivana Knoll, thinks she should be able to wear whatever she likes. She'll join me next alongside a disapproving Qatari businessman. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Well, you may have seen my next guest standing out from the crowds at Croatia's World Cup match. She's just about dressed in her country's famous red and white checkerboard colours. Her outfits have certainly attracted the attention of many, including local Qataris. But should former Miss Croatia Ivana Knoll dubbed the World Cup's sexiest fan by the media, respect the culture of Qatar while she's in the country. Well, I'm joined now by former Miss Croatia, Ivana Kanal, and by Mohammed Hassan Al-Jaferi, who believes that women should dress modestly in Qatar and tweeted her to that effect. Well, welcome to both of you. Let me start with you, if I may, uh, Ivana. You've obviously got a lot of attention there, as you did indeed at the Russia uh, World Cup and the Brazil World Cup. It's something you enjoy doing, and obviously no problem doing it in somewhere like Brazil. But have you encountered any resistance or opposition to you doing it in Qatar? Uh, no, to be honest, I'm very surprised and very happy that they accept my um, closing. And many Arab Qatar people came to do photos with me, even uh, female, males, kids, and everyone. And it's really nice to see us doing photos. I mean, it's one thing doing it in Brazil, as you did in the 2014 uh, World Cup, but obviously there is a more conservative dress code in Qatar. I was there last week and, you know, some local Qataris certainly, including uh, our other guest tonight, would have thought that it might have been better for you to respect the culture by wearing more clothes. What do you say to that? Um, I didn't have any bad reactions to be honest, and uh, I was very happy about that because they accept us because many people are here from the other countries and I was so happy because nothing happened and I didn't have any b bad reactions, not even one. 
Very interesting. Well, let's let's go to uh, Mohammed Hassan Al Jaferi. You're a Qatari local, uh, and you tweeted just for your info. They take a photo not because they like her, talking about Ivana, but because they don't like the way she's misdressed in regards to our culture. You can confirm this with any local Qatari, probably to report it. So, uh, Mohammed, thank you for joining me. So, you weren't impressed by what Ivana was wearing. Yes, um, I mean, do you find it offensive or what is your position? Actually, I would go uh, neutral because I have seen a lot of uh, similar way clothing in Qatar. But uh, many people are reporting this in WhatsApp and sending messages and sending these kind of different videos and photos for some uh, non-clear uh, uh, people. Like, so for example, uh, similar to the way she wore dressed, we see it like uh, it's really so strange to be here in Qatar wearing like that. Uh, so uh, we've seen the dress code of, of FIFA uh, stadiums and at tournaments and maybe some people uh, reported uh, these kind of things and maybe she didn't know about that. So I thought it's a very good chance to also invite her to know more about the other perspective from the side of people who maybe don't agree with her. But yeah, you wouldn't find people who will come to you and say that in front of you or in front of your face or something like that. That's common because we've been used to have a lot of guests uh, and Qatar now uh, for the past like maybe 15 years. We have, it's a multinational uh, country. So you can see all different kinds of nationality and I'm sure that you experience okay, that Okay, well, let me, well let me ask you about so, it. I mean, maybe it's a good chance as well to, to invite her to, to try... Uh, our abaya, it's really nice, and I think it's going to be really good on her. Well, I, I think the point I think you've made, Ivana, I think I read you saying uh, elsewhere, is that there are no restrictions in Croatia on what people can wear, including if you want to wear Muslim garments, that's obviously completely fine and tolerated. So your position, I think, and I don't want to speak for you, is that why shouldn't you be allowed to wear what you want to wear when you're in Qatar? I, I respect every country where I'm coming and I uh, asked about the rules here and um, locals confirmed me that I can uh, dress uh, as usually because for the World Cup they are making an exceptions uh, and they will allow us to wear on the way how we are wearing it usually. And that's why I decide to wear my outfits because uh, locals confirm me that it's allowed. And I didn't have any bad reaction. As I told you, Qatari people, Arabic people coming to me to do uh, photos with me, even very nice female uh, and uh, women on the stadium. Uh, on the last game, they came, the photo went also viral uh, with a nice hijab. And they came to me to do photos with me in my outfit, creation outfit, what I had uh, in the last game. And I think that's amazing to accepting each other to be different. I think that's actually a perfectly fine response. And Mohammed, I think I appreciate the fact that you've uh, not been too confrontational. You're, I think there's a mutual respect here and maybe some work to be done, perhaps, in uh, how you both view yeah. each other and yeah, the absolutely. cultural differences. But I, I'm glad we brought you both together and it's been a, an interesting debate. Thank you both very much indeed for joining me. Thanks. Well, after the break, with ambulance workers, nurses and train workers all set to strike in the run up to Christmas, are unions losing public support? Debating that with my pack next. Don't go away.
Welcome back to Piers Morgan. So let's take, uh, well, let's talk to tonight's pack. Talk to you contributor Richard Tice, Laura and commentator Paula Rohn. Adrian, welcome to you both. Good evening. It's been a lively old show. Let's have a bit of, <laughs> bit of calm and talk about the union, shall we? Um, Richard Tice, I always have a sort of instinctive feeling in tough times like this that pub most public sector workers probably do get a pretty unfair rub of the green, actually. But when you've got inflation raging at the levels that it's raging, you just can't give everybody what they want without the country literally keeling over. What do we do about this sort of on-pass where the unions are getting more militant, more aggressive, wrecking Christmas by the look of it, um, and we're seeing nurses go out, ambulance workers, plus no trains and so on? What's the solution here? Well, everybody knows that if you, if you lift their salaries by the rate of inflation or more, inflation goes up and up. It's a never-ending circle. Mm. We end up back in the 70s. That is not the way to go. What you should actually be doing is cutting their taxes. That is less inflationary, and it's the way to solve this. The Tories don't understand that at all. They're trying to be dogmatic. I don't know where this goes, but it may end up, Piers, in a situation where basically the Tories lose the ability to govern mm. in the first quarter of next mm. year. We could end up with an earlier, earlier general election, and maybe that's actually the agenda of some of the hardline unions. And Paula, I mean, is it, you know, regardless of anyone's individual politics, does the country need, perhaps, a fresh pair of eyes? I mean, is it... It feels to me this Conservative Party... It's not Rishi Sunak's fault. He's inherited this basket case, really. But it seems to me we're in that sort of last moments of John Major's tenure mm. when everyone was just fed up. Mm. And it's like, let's just... You know what? Let's just try something else. Yeah. Because I don't think Labour have all the answers. It would be a very difficult challenge for Keir Starmer and his team. But you sort of feel like we're heading that way and that, in a way, this might be, as Richard said, the tipping point. I mean, completely. And, and I have to say that we're actually going to agree tonight because this isn't, but this isn't just about a pay increase, OK? It's about a quality of life that no longer exists anymore. And it's about being able to achieve that quality of life. And we mm. don't have to achieve that quality of life just through our wage. We can get parking back for nurses. Yeah. We can get the staff recruited. We can get retention dealt with. It's those types of I things. I mean, it seems to me unbelievable, Richard, that we live in a country where nurses have to pay for the right to park I mean, outside it's, it's, it's the hospitals where they save people's lives. Yeah. And then they all get parking tickets. It's yeah. absurd. I put forward a fully costed plan yesterday to retain and attract not only healthcare staff, but actually social care staff. I would actually give them zero basic rate income tax for three years. And you fund it by not paying the Bank of England, paying huge amounts of money on its QE debt, which is just absurd, which is enriching city banks mm. at the expense of the taxpayer. Should so we... It's one of the problems. We had, we had of course, um, Suella Braverman, the Home Secretary, who didn't know what her own Rwanda policy was. And today we have Michelle uh, Donnellan, who is uh, the uh, Culture Secretary, who was asked a simple question today in a committee. Can you name Scotland's Culture Secretary? Not off the top of my head. It's Angus Robertson. Yeah. He, is your, he is your opposite number at Ed in Edinburgh. Um, I mean, she didn't even know her own <laughs> opposite number. This but is a senior cabinet member. She was yeah. refreshing, refreshingly honest. About and, being stupid. Uh, uh, well, well uh, she Alicia, had no she, choice, Richard. She, she no, she had no choice. Pushed into an embarrassing corner. But then in reality, let's remember, the SNP are literally trying to destroy the culture of the United Kingdom by separating Even away. more reason why you I, should I know the say, culture secretary is a yeah, scholar. Yeah. Before we let you go tonight, your other half has written this book, The Matt Hancock Diaries, in which he seems to blame everybody but himself for everything. Mm. What, what's your take on it, honestly? Piers, I mean, my I've, take is a riveting read, 
So Isabel, well, big it's, tick. It's, it's but a, in terms, in terms of him, it's two years ago to the day since he came on Good Morning Britain and cried here yes. without apparently any evidence I of mean, tears. Take a look. Simple words there, reacting it. You're quite emotional by that. Well, it's just, uh, it's been, you know, it's been such a tough year for so many people. <laughs> I mean, he wins the Meghan Markle no, award no, there for dry eyes. I mean, he clearly he's, doesn't, does he? Because I don't see any tears there at all. No, so. his arrogance, his refusal to admit they yeah. made any mistakes, particularly in the early days, is utterly infuriating. Yeah. And look, there are some things that wasn't his fault, but there's some serious things coming out of this now about the mask wearing, the lack mm. of investigation about whether or not to close schools. Mm. So th there's a lot more to come out. I of want this. to end on a happy note tonight because we had a lot of shouting. Neil Diamond, five years ago, got diagnosed with Parkinson's. And last night on Broadway, they launched a musical version of Neil Diamond. And he turned up, and at the end, he did this. Fabulous. I mean, a man with Parkinson's, five years after diagnosis, Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra hydrating body care features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed powered heroes use skincare level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. Lovely. Yes, it was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And, and uh, in my house, I'm sure in many houses across the United Kingdom, whenever that song is played, you know you have well, to... Well, we know when it might be played on Saturday night against France. Fingers crossed. Yeah. If we can somehow <laughs> repel yeah. Mbappe. And as I speak, Portugal, I think, have just hammered five or six in their game, so they look dangerous too. Thanks to my pack. Keep it up, Uncensored, whatever you're up to. Uh, good night. <laughs>